Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Marcus once again here to read you some 40k short stories and joining me we got Choo Choo Trainwreck. How's it going? Trainwreck is back. What's up? Back once again to stutter over words such as knife. Not life. Life. Oh god. (laughs) (laughs) I was the fool. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, we like to read 40k short stories. Sometimes we suck at reading though, and it's fun. It's a great time. Um, but I'm here for it. You're here for it. Let's get into it. Uh, this one was not named the story, but it was by Hugh. And I guess it's called the Megai Armigio, a nighthouse. Archmagos Afi McNeelix was tired. His shoulders weighed heavy despite his many supportive servos. His mind felt clouded regardless of the powerful cogitator in his cranium, and his every joint ached and moaned with movement. Unceasing battle for half a decade will do that to any man. However, little of that man can be left made flesh. There was fortunate news in recent months. The Mechanicus forces have been regaining ground on their biological invaders across the planet. I be it slowly, but at great cost. The once good, pious world of Zurich IV had turned to heresy more, most vile, their workshops producing abominations unworthy of life. All this at a desperate order of Archmagos McNillix. He knew his actions were irredeemable, and he had doomed the entirety of his fort world to an existence of scorn. If they were lucky, Knowing both the Imperium's and the Adeptus Mechanicus' treatment of traitors and heretics, it was far more likely that every man, woman, and child on the planet would suffer a slow and agonizing death. But that was a problem for later. The encroaching tide of inhuman muscle and claw was far more pressing in threat. One of the Megai in charge of night production and maintenance had requested to speak directly with McNillix on grounds of having urgent business with the Archmegos. He had lamented to himself that everybody appeared to have urgent business with him in these days of bloodshed. He was too tired for urgent business. He went, nonetheless. There was no need to add sloth to his list of sins. Acknowledgement, Archmagos Agafi McNeelix, has arrived. Greeting, I am Magos Damgun, Overseer of Night I am aware of your duties, Magos, but not the nature of your urgent business. Speak quickly, for you are not the only one who desires my attention. Affirmative. Additional duties recognized. Announcement of core point. We have zero night pilots in our service. We what? Uncertainty detected. Repeating for clarity. We have zero... I heard what you said, Magos, but I did not fully grasp your meaning. 
Do we not have the full support of House Franks in our defense? Clarification, support of allied Night House depleted. Majority of Night pilots slain in combat. Remainder claim our efforts are futile, declares both heretics. Majority of surviving members of the Noble House status, abandoned, Zurich 4. Majority of vessels used, status, destroyed by crossfire from orbital conflict. Remaining members, two wounded refusing to fight. Current status of House Franks, destroyed slash non-functional. Primary error found, large Xenos biomorphs presently difficult to eradicate without night class ordinance. Probability of Xenos victory, our demise, vastly increased. McNeilis was lost. Even with his damning decree to use Xenos flesh to accelerate the production of war machines, support of the Night House and the deployment of their towering war machines had proved invaluable in the conflict so far. And now it was all for naught. He had banked the entire Forge World survival on a wild gambit that for a while he had almost given hope, and yet now defeat was staring him in the face again. Despite his best efforts, they were all still going to die. Only now, they didn't have the light of the machine god to comfort them. It would have brought him to tears if he still had the relevant ducks. The heavy synthesized voice of Mago's damn gun snapped McNeelix back to the reality. Request, would Archmagos Fee McNeelix listen to a suggestion of mine? Please speak. I would heed any sage advice offered at this time. She bows her head slightly. Honor, acknowledged. Proceeding, suggestion. I possess in depth knowledge of the workings of a knight. Additionally, I possess rudimentary knowledge of the technique to pilot a knight. <laughs> Additionally, functional knights still accessible on Zurich 4. Conclusion, if necessary, I would be able to stand in as a knight pilot in the absence of suitable house nobles. A ray of hope, perhaps? However, I appreciate the sentiment, Afi said, and yet I doubt a single knight could win this for us at this point, however skilled you may be. Clarification, I am not the only Magos suitable for this position. Current confirmed members of volunteers, six. Probability of recruiting additional pilots, 96%. Estimated total number of pilots, less than 20. At long last, a glimmer in the darkness. The faintest sliver of hope flickered in McNeelix, near what was once a heart. Do you believe you can fool our need for night support? Affirmative. Presence of functional knights, confirmed. Presence of potential pilots, confirmed. Probability of deployment, assisting war effort, extremely high. Permission to begin operations from Arc Magos, not granted. Requesting permission to field knights with Mechanicus pilots, in progress. Permission granted. From now on, I declare you the first Magos Armigo. Take what knight we have, take what knights we have, and what knights we may yet produce. They, and any suitable pilot you locate, are under your care and direct command. Do not waste this opportunity. Again, Damgun bowed her head, albeit lower this time. Affirmative, promotion received and processed. Elation registered. Request, permission to depart and begin preparations. 
With a small nod from the senior Archbagos, the Amgun skittered away, already producing a faint crackle over a faint crackle of Vox chatter as she relayed the important details of their conversation to various other members of the Fort World. Similarly, McNeelix turned and moved on, heading to deal with a thousand other issues that clamored and roared for his attention. Archmagos Afi McNeelius was tired. His shoulders weighed heavy despite his many supportive servos. His mind felt clouded regardless of the powerful cogitator in his cranium, and his every joint ached and moaned with movement. And yet, despite all of this, he wasn't ready to give in just yet. Fuck yeah, nor should he. That guy's a fucking champion. Yes. <laughs> Don't get tired. Drive on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a fucking robot. It's fine. Dude, I really like this story, actually. Um, I like yeah. learning about the, the fall of House Franks getting devoured slowly. Yes, it, it didn't say, like, by cross or orbital crossfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that implies that. <laughs> that his own team shot him. Yeah, yeah, there is some of that. That was cool, too, that little breakdown of the house. Like, uh, we have two knights operational and 27 pilots and kind of laid, da- laid down the whole night house and its operations. It was kind of cool. Yeah, and that's what Amagos would do, right? They just yeah. deal like a computer. Yeah, it was very just like, yeah, exactly. It was to-the-point information. Yeah, I really liked how he inserted her, he or she uh, inserted the uh, when Magos Damgun was talking, it would be like that query and then ask the question, answer mm. and then answer the question. Clarification. <laughs> yes, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I'm curious about this Nighthouse, how it would like. So I got some questions, basically. So the Nighthouse before, I wonder if it was an Imperial Aligned Nighthouse or how heavy into the Mechanicum it was already tied. Um, like, well, I would go ahead. Yeah, like I wonder if they were just like, you know, the typical Imperial Nighthouse where it's like medieval kind of guys, you know, kind of that. Or if it is the more they're putting servitors and knights and that kind of thing, tech priests. Well, I'm going to go on and live and assume it was like the first one because it does. He does talk about how this Archmagos did damn the entire planet. And it yeah. seems like it's at, at the end of like the conflict. So, yeah. and it was a pious world. So I assume. Yeah. Yeah. It could go either way. Really. It, it would just be a cool kind of point in like even for models and heraldry and stuff like that. Oh where, yeah. You know, you have your old logo and then like the mechanic comes stamps, like, their stamp on it now because it's a mechanicum house or yeah exactly um, um so are they fighting orcs yeah do you think they kept says on saying the, like pounds of muscle but i thought at one point it said chitin somewhere it says the encroaching tide of inhuman muscle and claw was far more present mm, claw yeah i guess that could be either or orc or yeah. tyranid technically yeah that's this is true yeah, I, I think I, I would think I lean closer towards Tyranid, but oh, okay. Yeah. Either way, lots Either way. of killing. That's right. Lots of killing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just can picture like these like 20 tech priests that they line up and each one of them are like, you know, full on tech priests with the robes and servos and all that, like yeah. full on getting into these knights and like truly becoming the machines and um, 
they become these walking mini gods essentially. And it would be so much more meaningful to them than just like a regular Imperial citizen. Oh, so it almost be like an, an overzealous, like a Templar knight. Think about yeah. it with a religion. So they're, they're more believed in their, Hey, we are badasses because the machine God, the Omnisire has willed this. Yeah. Like and these guys I can really could all... see that. Yeah. The crusading aspect of, or that real, like a zealot aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause these guys are like, full-on indoctrinated in, in the machine cult and they're probably zealous in that so it'd be yeah cool to get them on that and uh if this night house somehow survived to take these guys and you know they would go on a crusade or something or who knows? yeah yeah well how about this what okay. benefits do this do these nice get because um having pilots that are actual magos i would imagine like faster reflex time um Maybe even the ability to repair the knight a little better. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I also like to think that uh, like Forge World and Knight aligned knights uh, have like more exotic technology. This is kind of just headcanon though. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. the ones who have like uh, the knight Atropos, which fires like a giant like neutron laser, as opposed to just like a knight warden who has like a Gatling cannon, which is more of like, you know, it's a more realistic technology that the Imperium would use uh, as opposed to the Forge Worlds using more of this like exotic beam weaponry and stuff like that. So here's a question. What was the decision that the Archmagos made that damned this population to begin with? Yeah, that's a great question. Like um, producing abominations unworthy of life. That's what he says. That is weird. I, I thought he was like, there was something in here that talked about how it, he, the stuff made him grow his knights faster or some crap like mm. that. Let's see. Uh, Damming's decree to use Theno's flesh to accelerate the production of war machines, support of the night house and the deployment of their towering war machines had invaluable, had proved invaluable in the conflict. So what is that about? Yeah, maybe they just found some like regeneration kind of skin that they take from the Tyranids and slap on people or they've take. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know that you shouldn't be mixing your body with Tyranid shit. That's heretical. (laughs) (laughs) I think did the Iron Warriors do that once and like started having the big Z sized fucking badasses. (laughs) <laughs> um maybe i don't recall that but it's possible <laughs> i gotta remember i gotta remember what the story was uh where the the, the iron warriors like hijacked a tyranid freaking ship and crossed over like gave it like the obliterator virus or some shit cool. and so it was spitting out freaking xenoforms that had freaking tech shit on them it's pretty cool anyways I <laughs> that's digress. cool yeah yeah i don't know um yeah he was doing something with those tyranids he probably should not have been <laughs> but so another thing that I really was digging about this story is it ended with the same words that it started with. Did it? Yeah. Archmagos McAfee, where what McNillis was tired. I said McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> His shoulders weighed heavy. So he like the scene, uh, the story opens up with the scene of this Archmagos just like, oh my God, this sucks. Uh, yeah. And it ends with, oh my God, this sucks, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's cool. Like, uh, he just won't stop till he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I really I, good. I like this night house. It's a cool way to get a bunch of like 
you could come up with stories for these 20 nights, you know, these 20 uh, tech priests that get to pilot them. Um, maybe they come from different walks of the Mechanicum. So yeah, you could kind of make this really unique kind of crazy team of characters. You know what he has to do though, is huh? one of the knights has to have one of the Mechanicus axes. That's like yeah. a sprocket. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> that would like, be bad. Maybe they all get together and like customize each other's knights and stuff. And yeah, some of them have the several arms on them and like, yeah. Now that would be a bad conversion. If you think about it. putting more knight arms, like on a servo harness, <laughs> that yeah. would be pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might not be tabletop legal, but, <laughs> but fuck it. Who's going to stop you? Right. Uh, the guy in charge of the tournament. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, right. Fuck you. I'm rolling all these die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Like, I really like what you can do with it when you tr- change it from like your more standard Imperial Nighthouse to a Mechanicum aligned one, because it can get really weird quick with it. Yeah. And, and it again, it opens up the possibility of something different than what we normally see. Yeah. And I like it when um, fan fiction is written like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's this episode of Lore Hammer Listener Lore. Um, yep. Thanks for joining me, Choo Choo Trainwreck. Ah, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Cool. Uh, don't forget to send in your lore and support the show on Patreon. And we'll see you all on the next episode of Lore Hammer Listener Lore. Bye. Deuces. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.